0: What happens if you've got your diet and exercise sorted? Your, let's imagine your social network. So the people that you surround yourself with is great. Um, all you know, they're all good people to help you towards what you're trying to achieve. When we're talking about weight loss, and your, you know, you've got your psychology sorted. So your brain and everything you're thinking about things like that are all um, congruent with what you actually you're trying to achieve. But you still can't lose weight. Right. So basically, you are doing everything. That you feel is needed to lose weight. You're doing everything right. You're um, working out very hard. You are. Um, you feel so like you're working weight. out in the correct way. So, yeah. okay. Using resistance work and maybe some uh, interval tra- type training as well. You're ticking all the boxes, but you are simply not losing weight. And when we say not losing weight, we're we talking not losing fat as well, or just specifically just weight. We're, we're talking. We always talking uh, fat, but uh, yes, that would apply to. It's easier if someone knows that that they have, you know, like we have at our uh, Bedford and Milton Keynes personal training studios. Um, we have our body fat machine, a machine that tells us if it's if it's fat you're losing or and muscle, your muscle tone you're keeping or if it's just muscle you're losing. But yeah, we'll be we'll be talking weight. So if you've only got a normal set of scales at home um, and the best thing you can do actually to complement the weighing of the scales is to use tape measurement. Right. So if you take measurements, you know, you're basically if you're not coming down in size. Right. Okay. So everything else is, is how it should be, but it's simply the results are not coming. We're going to be discussing what can be done. What's the next thing to look at? What, right. it, what you should look at. Okay. Uh, before that, do we have any, any housekeeping things? Just a word on the blog on the iloveweightloss.co.uk blog. Um, I've now only got Facebook comments. So after all, um, all of the posts, i really appreciate if you comment um using facebook i've got had to get rid of the wordpress uh, that's the site um comments at the moment because we're getting loads of spam and realistically i don't think anyone wants to hear about lolita or whatever that kind of the spam comments is i turn it on and there's like a thousand and something i have to go through and get rid of all of the spam ones and keep the the normal ones and maybe i've you know i might have got rid of yours because i thought it was spam i apologize but um if if it if it mentioned anything to do with getting something bigger or... Or pills or anything like that, then, yeah, it wasn't for me. He's so. bankrupting, Mark. He's having to... He buys everything. And <laughs> yeah. I have to try before I buy. I try before I recommend, you know. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, the, the thing to look at, if you've got all those box ticks like we talked about, is your stomach. That's literally the next best thing to look at. Particularly, now, this is very applicable. Whenever we do um, these podcasts, we're thinking... About um our clients and the people that we meet, and what can benefit them, so when a, a lot of uh, people we meet and a lot of our clients have a history of maybe um, doing certain diets doing different things where it's resulted in binging and eating um unhealthy sorts of foods for a lump you know over time um then that's not that's why the stomach's such a great thing to look at to try and um improve and to try and fix actually so when you say look when at your I, stomach, say stomach, you, I say stomach i say gi right okay so basically just f- for for you listening when Stephen says stomach it doesn't mean literally look at your stomach he's talking about how your stomach feels and how it reacts to certain things okay well yeah because your body responds to everything that you put in your mouth so um they there is that saying about um you wouldn't feed a ferrari you know rubbish fuel and they they talk about that being the same as um food but that's not actually necessarily strictly true because literally anything you put in your in your mouth actually has um has an impact the in the GI tract so we're talking about um the GI system so in your actual um digestive tract you've actually got more independently you've got a, a completely independent nervous system which basically means in layman's terms your body will respond to everything you put in its mouth, so if you want to look at it simply, it will either respond in a good way or a bad way. Does that make sense? Uh, repeat that so basically you're saying that your stomach can kind of be or can kind of be um, thought of as separate Explain yeah that bit again the whole GI so the whole what's um, G i? Gastrointestinal. There we go. I don't want to get too. But you're saying GI, so we need to know. Yeah. So basically, anything you put into your mouth that enters the GI system has an impact on on either a good or a bad impact. So we'll go into a bit more depth about what it can do, but so, just the fact that. So you see, I just want to interject. I just wanted to um um speak to the listener. Now you obviously see my role is to try and um tame Stephen's scientific geeky language so that it's uh understood by by most of us because sometimes he can come out with words that are you know very uh fine for for people in the in the know but not most people would know that a gi tract stands for gastrointestinal tract okay just want to point that out to people and uh, apologize on behalf of Stephen and he's going to try and speak in a more um uh, accessible language. I should just really speak in the way I have to speak to you for you to understand it anyway, really, shouldn't I? <laughs> so, anyway, that that um actually comes into being because 70% of your body's entire immune system is actually housed in the GI tract. So, gastrointestinal... I can't just say stomach because that's not true and then I'll have someone pull me up on it saying... It's well, not let's the let's. It's basically anywhere where food is digested. So, your yeah, intestine, small intestine, large intestine, stomachs, um, throat, everything like that. So, it's a whole system, whole GI. So, let's put a the caveat. Then we are going to refer to it as the stomach, but it includes all of those things that you just mentioned. Okay. Yes, that's right. So, seventy percent of your immune system is actually housed in your stomach. So, that's why it makes sense that when people eat poorly, say Easter, Christmas, and things eat lots of sugar and things like that, that can actually lower your immune system. So actually when you talk about disease management and fighting against disease, what you eat could become so important because your immune system is obviously what your body naturally uses to defend itself against all of these things that attack us day to day. Right. That makes sense. That makes much more sense now. So there's quite a few, um, different things that can actually impact, um, the GI tract negatively because it therefore makes sense that you're, you're looking at what you're doing that is positive or negative towards your own GI tract, e.g. stomach, sorry. So what you're doing that can negatively affect your stomach, because by negatively affecting your stomach, you are negatively affecting your fat loss efforts. So when you say what you're doing, you mean what you're eating? What you're Basically, we're looking at what you're eating. So this is where we're actually moving on to food intolerances, because food intolerances or food sensitivities can have a massive impact on um, what your body does. So when I talked about what negative things you can do that actually impact your stomach, food, the foods that you eat would be the biggest thing. Right, so ever putting it down into, um, like you say, layman's terms, everything you eat is either going to be positive for your body or negative for your body. Correct. And it's not as simple as... Um, yeah, and everyone's different. That's the point, I think, that needs to be made as well, is that something that uh, you could eat and that I could eat would have a different reaction in my body. And we've had tests done, actually, that even um, genetically identical twins have different um, intolerances for different foods. And that's because, obviously, we haven't eaten exactly the same throughout our lives. So that's going to be even more apparent between people, you know, people who aren't twins. Well, this is the thing as well, because people, I think, will automatically think, well... Surely I just have to eat healthily. You know, healthy foods um, won't cause a a reaction in my body. Therefore, they can't be negatively affecting fat loss, can they? Which is not actually strictly true. Like Mark said, we've both had intolerance tests. Actually, we've had them done three times now, I think, haven't we? And they change. Basically, what happens is your body can develop intolerances, sensitivities, by, um, by you can be overdoing something. So eating something too much over time, that can... Um, you can develop intolerances and actually simply from being a child, you can have developed them from you could actually um, be genetically intolerant to um, to certain foods. So it, unfortunately, it's not as simple as just saying, all right, I'll just eat healthily. I mean, obviously that will that has a massive impact. But we're like we said at the beginning, we're talking about people that have all those boxes ticked and uh, ticked and find that things still aren't working quite correctly. So then ask yourself this are you doing what you believe is um correct for weight loss fat loss um and are you still not losing weight now the next question is to ask how do you feel after eating food and certain foods you know you it's what start you need to be start being conscious it was just kind of brought home to me actually the lady i was listening i don't think she was even she was outside she was outside somewhere i was just overhearing a conversation being a not peeping Tom, that's the wrong word, but um, <laughs> basically she was saying how she feels so good now um, and then ate some bad food. I think it was on a Friday night or whatever, and then felt so terrible. That is how she must've felt all the time. Cause she used to eat those foods all the time. She said she just didn't realize that that's obviously how she felt. Mm. She didn't, didn't, you know, cause she felt like that all the time. She just assumed that was normal. Well, the thing is food sensitivities or um, reactions can have actually been linked. And this is scientifically been linked to among loads of different others, but like asthma, allergies, autoimmune disorders, skin conditions, arthritis, mood disorders disorders. Now I don't know if anyone's ever overdone it on gluten. And then the next day felt pretty miserable. I have had that experience before. And literally I felt no drive, no energy, nothing that next day. My day was ruined. I, I was literally no good to anyone, but also, um, So mood disorders, like I said, weight gain, ADD, ADHD, and actually loads more have all been linked scientifically to food sensitivities or food uh, reactions. Okay, so how can you, what can you do about this? Well, like we said, we've had intolerances tests and the problem being we were very fortunate we had them done as part of some courses we went on, but they are very expensive and not particularly Um, easy to get. I mean, we can actually get them done from a certain laboratory that we're linked with if you really wanted to get them done, but there are easier ways. And something we're actually introducing to all our clients in Bedford and Milton Keynes, with the option actually, is uh, something called an elimination diet. Uh, Now, don't link the word diet with lots of different things. This is not uh, a cutting of calories or cutting down on anything. All we're trying to do is All the point of an elimination diet is to find out what foods you are actually intolerant to because like Mark says, everyone's going to be intolerant in different ways or sensitive to different foods. So, um, it's quite a, it's quite a, um, sensible thing to do. It's basically a short term thing to find out for you in the longer term. Exactly right. It's not, you know, it's not like, um, a diet in terms of Weight Watchers or anything like that—it's just to find out what is affecting your body negatively, and like you, like Steve said, all of those different um, symptoms can be caused by it. Um, and then, for the long term, finding out what, what what you can what you can have that doesn't what you can eat that doesn't. Actually and there's eat. always loads more that you can have that you, than you can't. Mm. But it's just being able to know what. It is that um, upsets your stomach or, or causes issue for you well the premise is that you're removing common allerg- um, allergic foods or allergen creating foods and uh, putting them back in strategically so you're basically becoming more aware of how foods make you feel and therefore you then end up with a probably a hopefully a small list of foods that really aren't um, good for you personally to eat it's actually it's be about a, a three week slash four week process we're going to be doing with all our uh, with anyone that wants to do it client wise in Bedford or Milton Keynes Um, but we're we're actually currently in the process of developing a whole um, structure for it so that'll be coming in you know a few weeks Um, but it'll be really beneficial for anyone that has ever thought that oh I don't feel great after that type of food or that type of food or who wonders why their progress isn't as fast as they think it should be and have has ever um, felt that bloating or um, gas type feeling. Right. So how do you do it? Well, like, like we said, it's a case of removing lots of common alert, alert, allergen, um, forming foods, things like gluten, um, and some surprising things that you wouldn't actually think of. Some people love a bit of soya milk, um, which we've, I think we've mentioned opinions on soy milk, but simple things like that. When even people think they're having healthy foods that they can actually, the the thing being just because a food you're intolerant to doesn't make it unhealthy. It just means that for you, it causes a negative reaction in your body and it doesn't make you a bad person. It just literally makes you, means that um, maybe at some stage you've eaten too much of it or for whatever reason, you're just not able to, to have it and not create a a negative reaction in your body. So the key with it is to obviously not remove everything at once because you just don't know which it's like anything. You just don't know which one it would be. So you want to choose one of the main um, common allergens, like you said, which would be gluten. So thinking like pastas and, and breads and and things like that containing gluten containing foods, that would be a a good option to start with. Um, Also, Dairy could be another good option. Um, you start with that as well or, or do that after you've done the gluten. Um, another option would perhaps be, um, actually, mush- weirdly, mushrooms have been quite, uh, quite common allergens. Um, and, and you don't think about them, to be honest, but they are quite often an allergen. So that could be a- another one as well. But this is very important as well um, to kind of think about because this would actually help you, greatly in the quest for a flatter stomach because like with uh, any sort of inflammation in your body or anything that your body doesn't really like it creates the stress hormone cortisol and the stress hormone cortisol like we've talked in quite a few different podcasts encourages fat storage around your stomach so interesting case in point um there's a chap at the bedford dvcc who is very lean actually very lean um, but he always was storing fat around his stomach. That was the only place, pretty much, because he doesn't have around much belly fat button, wasn't it? around anywhere else, around his belly button, and that is, like Stephen says, very commonly due to an intolerance. And he did, or does, have intolerances to a few different things, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And actually, um, by giving him glutamine, the um, supplement that helps repair his stomach, his stomach body fat, specifically, has gone down a whole load, um, like... Five millimeters. Five, five millimeter, maybe a bit more. Five millimeters. When, which is a lot for a, a lot when considering it was only. If you look at 16 it, sixteen perc- millimeters wasn't. It? If you look at it percentage, it's um, percentage points. It's gone down pretty, almost a half, I think. Um, in terms of dropping fat from that area, so that's great. Um, but yeah, are we, we going to suggest people try this and 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 do it now? We're going to suggest people. Um, Not necessarily try it straight away. If you're a client of any of the DVCCs, then it's going to become available in the next few weeks. But I want you to start thinking about what foods do, how they make you feel, and then strategically taking those foods out away from your body for at least probably two weeks and then reintroducing them for one day, noting how you feel. And if you're feeling bad after you've had that food, then it's just one of those foods that you just really is not going to allow you to lose body fat because it's kind of working against body fat, even if it's a healthy food. Even if you're not a client of, um, of any of the centres, just give us an email or um, or comment uh, under this podcast and let us know and we'll, we'll be able to help you as much as we can um, from afar. So just just don't think that it's just for clients. We're always trying to help as many people as we can. So um, this is quite a uh, frequent issue with people. So, so do do comment and and see it might well be this could be your um, your stumbling block block particularly when there's so much um, media attention around detoxes and people so many different people trying to detox there is no better way of basically a detox is taking um, things that are bad for your body out but this is the most effective form of detox by a long way exactly so like I said comment below and we will catch up